Welcome to the Canine PT Academy podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Welcome to another episode of the Canine PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapist. And this one is basically a bonus episode for you all. For you guys who are listening to these episodes as they get published, we tend to release our episodes every Thursday, but today is not Thursday. So here's what's going on is that last Thursday we released an episode where we gave you guys a snippet of the training webinar that we did on the previous weekend on Saturday, September 10th. And that pad, that podcast episode, we got some very good feedback. People really liked it. People were asking for, um, you know, for access to listen to the full replay, which, by the way, if you want to be able to listen to the full replay, follow the link on the show notes for caninepttacademy.com uh, slash money hyphen talk. And then you can sign up to get access to the full replay. And what I wanted to give it to you guys today is another snippet of that same training. Okay. And on today's um, um, episode, what what the, the part that I took away from the training it was uh, uh, where we talked about turning increase and in evaluations into happy paying customers. Okay, so the first part of this audio clip that you're going to listen to, we talked about the lead conversion, meaning when once someone's find us, no matter how they find us, you know they are a lead once they contact us. And then how do we get that person then, you know, to get booked for an initial evaluation? What's the conversation that we have with them? What do we need to kind of like talk about it? You know, because people finding us is just half of the equation. Now we got to be able to turn them into a paying customer okay and then we also go on to talk about then once they book an evaluation and they're sitting in an exam room with our therapist or with ourselves if you're the one seeing patients at our clinic then how do we get them to understand the value that we bring to them and not only commit them to a plan of care with you but also of course complete that plan of care because it would be no good for you as the business and of course for them as the pet owner to just come for one or two sessions and then they'll complete the full plan of care that you have developed for them. You know, so we're going to talk about those two main things on uh, today's clip. And also, like I said, the link on the show notes for our full uh, webinar replay is available on k9ptacademy.com slash money hyphen talk. And I just want to briefly mention that this Thursday, September 22nd, we are starting a new group, a new cohort of our business accelerator program. This program is basically where I go and I give all my students basically step by step the blueprint on how I made the canine PT work and then how they can do the same for their businesses. And you know, many of these students have taken that, have modified to fit their patient population, their business model, and are now thriving and have really grown uh, some of them from literally nothing like I have grown the canine PT into now having staff or into now having a business that fulfills their needs and they're able, like for example, 
I shared the story of one of our students, Josh, who went on a 10-day vacation to Hawaii while the business still kept going, even though he's the only therapist, he was okay, his patients were okay, and he still made $20,000 that month alone, even though he was gone for basically one-third of the month on an awesome trip to Hawaii. So that's what being a business owner is about, and that's what I share on that training, and then that's what I teach people how to do on the Business Accelerator program. But we do start on Thursday, September 22nd. So if you are interested in being a part of the program, the clock is ticking. And if you uh, have any questions about it, follow the link on the show notes as well to the Business Accelerator program. It's up on our website. And if you have any questions about it, I also have available uh, some slots this week on uh, uh, where I can get on a discovery call with you. So during this call, you get 30 minutes of my time blocked on my schedule for us to chat about. It can be about the Business Accelerator program. It can be about how we can how uh, uh, maybe you're stuck with something in your business that can kind of like help guide you on on you know what I would potentially see as the solution to their problem. Uh, but I'm just opening up these slots for this discovery calls and you can book a call as well by following the link uh, for my Calendly uh, appointment booker. Okay. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this training. Um, it was, I, I love talking about this stuff. It's something that really, uh, you know, hopefully you can see by the tone of my voice during the training that I have a big passion on helping all the canary rehab therapists on trying to kind of like figure this business out because I know how stressful it can be. I know how alone it can feel sometimes uh, in this business ownership journey. And I'm here to help guide you through that process, okay? Have a wonderful one and hopefully enjoy this episode. After we move from lead uh, acquisition is the lead conversion. Now people can find us, but how do we convert them into a paying customer? You know, especially if we're charging more, if we're charging two times, maybe three times the amount that they can pay somewhere else for the same canine rehabilitation services. <coughs> You know, marketing is going to create that lead. Marketing is going to create that inquiry. But the next step is actually to sell them into becoming a paying client. You know, and we got to remember that just because they found us, just because they heard of us or even called us, it does not mean that they're ready to book an appointment. Someone needs to talk to them through that nurturing process. Someone needs to build that relationship with them. You know, and if you don't, then you're going to struggle to convert those leads into paying customers, especially like if you're charging more, you know, and hopefully by now you understand how the perfect message that we talked about plays a role into it and how it helps, um, you know, craft basically that, that, um, that, uh, conversation kind of stuff. But most importantly, the nurturing process also gives them time and multiple points of contact for people to make a decision. You know, most people are not going to be ready to make a decision right away on the first phone call. Some might, but most won't. But we got to have a nurturing system that is going to allow them the time and is going to allow you to follow up with them in a respectable in, in, in way with integrity, you know, where people are not going to feel turned off by it, you know. But like how many clinics have that? Not just, I mean, even in canine rehab, but even outside of canine rehab too. If you look at veterinary clinics and physical therapy clinics and whatever it may be, you know. So sometimes it's it's not some of this stuff that I 
teach is not even rocket science. It's about mastering the basics. But how many clinics are even collecting people's phone number so they can call them back at a later time, a couple of days later? How many are collecting their email to enter into an email sequence that automatically nurtures them? You know, And what I feel is even most important, which even less clinics are doing, how many clinics have a staff member whose primary job is actually to get on those calls and nurture those leads and build that relationship? You know, I can tell you with confidence that that is the most, most important role in your business. It is that nurturing, nurturing role. And it's the reason why that was the role that I first hired even back in the day before anyone else, before any other therapist, before a front desk staff or anyone like that. Because building a relationship takes time and we can't expect to do so in a five minute phone call. You know, I used to do all of those calls. Those calls can take 20, 25, 30 plus minutes for you to really build a relationship with people. You know, and that's why I hired someone to do it because it got to the point where I didn't have time to do it. <clears throat> and if you're having just a front desk staff person who is also doing all sorts of other tasks throughout the day, try to do those calls for 30 minutes. It's also not going to work. Okay. So that leads into the next point, which is handling the first intake call, handling the first call. Now, the goal for that call is not to book a patient. And that's the interesting part about it, because we tend to think like, oh, yeah, if someone calls, the goal should be to book a patient. But the goal should be to get to know them, to start a relationship and find out if they're even a good fit to work with you. If they book an evaluation at that point in time, wonderful. That's a bonus. But it should never be an expectation. So how do you do so? Now, that, you know, just that by itself can be like a whole talk, basically, um, you know, but that's that's sales. That's what I was talking about before, about sales. And no, it's not wrong to sell in healthcare, and we're not selling snake oil, we're not selling used cars, we're selling something valuable, we're selling something that is deeply meaningful to pet parents, you know, so we got to stop feeling uncomfortable around that word selling and instead learn to embrace it, you know, because if... Either if you like it or not, we're selling every day, right? Like I said, we're selling every day. And we need to realize that selling is going to be about helping those people make a decision, okay? That's what it's going to be about, okay? Um, What else? You know, and then those, those things together, a nurturing system along with a proven strategy to handle the first call, you already start handling some of those objections ourselves, right? Because then it becomes, how do we handle those objections? You know, so a lot of that, the target message and how you handle those phone calls are already going to start handling those objections for you, okay? But what we got to understand is that even when people are objection about objecting about money, it's not, it's most of the time, I was going to say it's not always, but most of the time it's not about money. You know, it's just something else that they're still not understanding. They're not seeing the value, you know, on what it is that you bring to them, you know. And the interesting thing about it is that they also might be saying no to you because you're too cheap. You know, that's human nature, too, that sometimes it can be fascinating. It's like they can see two things in their mind might be similar, but then one is significantly more than the other. They're like, what? what is about this one that it costs more? You know, and that might pique their interest. And then 
you can show them the value kind of stuff. Because the idea that cheap prices causes distrust is very real. Like, you know, we, 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 we know this ourselves from, you know, from, from, from many different examples, um, you know, in our daily lives kind of stuff. So price is a statement of value by itself as well. And it's still the easiest way sometimes to differentiate between things. But still, in our field of canine rehabilitation, we very rarely tend to look at it that way. And what I tend to say is that there is no best, cheapest around, right? We all want to provide the best that we can. We all want to provide the highest level of service that we can. But we can't do so at the cheapest price. We can barely do so at average price too. Like, you know, if you think you're an average canine rehab, rehab therapist, then wonderful. Charge average prices. But if you think you're better, if you think people get more from working from you, then you should be charging more. You know, and the last thing I'm going to say about that is that people choosing you because you are the cheapest one in town should not be a way of running a business. You know, should not be a great way that you should feel about running the business. Would you potentially get more clients from doing so? Yeah, certainly. Like people ask me all the time, friend, I'm just starting my business. Should I charge less than what the well-established clinic is charging because of that? Because I'm just starting my business and people don't know me. You can do that if you want to. But that also means you're going to attract a different type of clientele that maybe it's not who you want to attract. It also means that you're going to get very tired because you're going to get busy potentially on your schedule, but you're not going to see the revenue coming in that you that you wanted it to see coming in. So that's the last thing I wanted to, to leave it at. So before we move forward, any, any questions so far? Let me take a sip of water here. All right, we're good. Let me look at the chat. All right, you guys are quiet. Feel free to type into the chat, guys. Or maybe I'm just doing a very good job explaining. Maybe that I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. All right. All right. So then we go to the, um, the, 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 the third part of the cycle, which is the client conversion. Okay. Now getting a lead and converting them into evaluation is just half of the, half of the solution. We now have to remember that just like someone else is not ready to book an appointment just because they found us, most folks are not necessarily going to be ready to fully commit to your fees and to your rehab program until you're able to see their pet for an evaluation and go through and explain to them how you can help them. And once again, I'm not talking about explaining to them your modalities or service, your underwater treadmill, your laser, your pen, your shockwave, and this and that. But I'm talking about the results and the value that you're going to bring to them. That's that's what it matters to them, right? So when I talk about structuring your evaluation, I'm not talking about the clinical aspect of structuring your evaluation. You learned that at CRI, you learned that at Tennessee, or you know whatever other place you got certified. I'm talking about how you perform your objective assessment and special tests. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about how you communicate those things to them, to the clients. And most importantly, how you're going to be able to communicate that in a way that it puts everything together in a way that they understand how you can help them in a framework that they understand how this rehab program is going to work for them and their pets. That's what they want to understand. They don't care. They don't care that you might have just spent $25,000 on this brand new class four laser or 
$50,000 on this brand new underwater treadmill, whatever it may be. They don't care about understanding the ins and outs of laser therapy and how it attacks, how it functions from a cell physiology kind of way, right? They don't even care about the credentials behind their names for the most part either, right? And sometimes that's a hard pill for us to swallow because that, that can hurt our ego because we work hard for those letters. All they care about is, can this person help my pet? And if they understand the framework on how you can help their pet, then they're going to be more than happy to commit to a plan of care with you. Now, that alone is already going to greatly decrease potentially even the number of drop-offs you're, you're having, you know, not to count then people just being more committed to your program kind of stuff, um, you know, but... But we know that those things can be a money pit too. Like what good is converting patients to a plan of care, but then two or three sessions later, they start ghosting us, right? So understanding how they can help you, but understanding how the progression is going to go is very important. And not only that, but they got, they, they're going to understand that they're going to get better results by completing their plan of care. So learning how to communicate and sell it to them should be our moral obligation if you want people to get the most out of what we want to offer what we have to offer for them you know we have to sell them on it otherwise they're just going to fall through otherwise they're not going to complete the plan of care they're not going to get the results that they're looking for thank you for listening to another episode of the canine pt academy podcast business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at hello at caninepttacademy.com. That's hello at caninepttacademy.com with any questions or suggestions. And go to caninepttacademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheets, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field. You can also find all of that information and more under the show notes. Finally, I would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone, and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company I may be associated with. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business, then what's the point in doing so? So please go ahead and start having some fun.